Welcome to Gripping Business Tales Australia, the podcast designed to help Australian businesses overcome the regular and real challenges of being a success. Now, here's your host, Murray Smith. Founded over 15 years ago, EvoLogic is a managed service provider. EvoLogic provides fast, effective and reliable support across Geelong, the Surf Coast and Western Melbourne. EvoLogic believes your technology should help you push the envelope of what your business can achieve. They provide services in managed IT, IT security, IT consultancy and cloud services. Chris Davies is a founding partner of EvoLogic and admits when the company grew to about 15 staff, he started losing control over EvoLogic's mission. He read books and tried various business frameworks and none of them stuck. About two and a half years ago, he commenced running EvoLogic on the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS. From there, he saw growth and culture change he had never experienced. And EvoLogic are now on a growth trajectory they never thought possible. Chris Davies, founder of EvoLogic, welcome to Gripping Business Tales. Thanks for having me, Mark. And Dan Williams, your EOS implementer, welcome. Thank you, Mark. All our shows, uh, Chris, start off with, uh, we always ask the same two questions, which is if you can tell us uh, one personal success and one professional success you've had in the last week or so. Uh, personal success is, is, is probably, as I think we just discussed, dropping a few kilos that have been hanging around for a few years. <laughs> Lucky um, you. We're all guilty of, I guess, expanding our waistlines over the years. Uh, and professional um Actually coming off our leadership team our town on Monday, walking out of that and actually recognising the maturity that we've built um, over the last couple of years with that team. So that was a, that was a big moment for me. Great, fantastic. So EvoLogic, um, clearly you're running on EOS, but tell us a bit more about EvoLogic. Uh, EvoLogic is an IT managed services provider, um, headquartered here in Geelong. Um, team of 25 uh, and we focus on I guess working with businesses that want to scale uh, and, and creating connection for them so connection to data uh, connection to information and, and collaboration and connection for their people and you know if I was if I was a company that's listening to this and think oh that's exactly what I want in my my business how would we get in contact with with yourself and EvoLogic one three hundred double eight seven double seven eight there we go it's <laughs> almost like an appeal isn't it yes <laughs> call now yeah um, so that's great. So in terms of uh, EvoLogic, you've been around for how long? Uh, 17 and a half years. So co-founded uh, with my former business partner and um, steady growth over a long period of time. Yeah, so you've definitely overcome the uh, the stats in terms of what they, they say about businesses in terms of within three years, most 60% of them are failing. You've certainly beat that milestone and, and you know, it, I just want to take you back a few steps. Uh, so like we said, you, you've introduced EOS, or Entrepreneurial Operating System, into your organisation. But I want you to take a, a few steps back to when um, when you think about what your major challenges were before. What were you facing in terms of EvoLogic before you started looking at EOS? Uh, so many challenges. Um, <laughs> small business is... is is stressful at the best of times uh, and I think the point I recognised was when we scaled past 15 staff um, I could no longer have a one-to-one -one relationship with everybody 
um, and, and management via personnel becomes yeah. impossible. Um, so it took me quite a while to, to find a system and, and obviously being a technology company, we love systems and processes. Yeah, and we live by them. So when I, coming across EOS, it just gave me some structure that I was desperate for. So when, when you, you talk about that one-to-one -one relationship, you know, this is something that a lot of small businesses are facing in terms of, did you come in as the technical expert and suddenly it grew and, and it got bigger and then suddenly you're thinking, okay, well, now I'm at 15. How do I know that people are doing what I'm asking them to do? Is that the experience you were having in terms of, in terms think, of well, your business? Yeah, most small businesses start as a technician who, who creates yeah. themselves a job. Yeah. Um, when the business was started, there was two of us. Uh, and I sort of fell naturally into the, I suppose, management sales side yeah. of things. But I did start as a technician, so I'm still trying to trying to shape that. And every mm. now and again, I try and show that I've still got something. <laughs> um, but managing, you know, 20 odd members, they 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 school every day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, as a term of endearment. Too. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's having that one-to-one -one relationship, growing past 15. Muscle and feel, I think, is the, is the term that we use. Yeah, right. right. And, and it's, it was all driven by employing great people who get it and, and their heart's in the right place. But you find that after a certain, I suppose, number of people, yeah. if everybody's 1% away from the actual direction, you're 180 degrees in the wrong way by the time you get to the last person. So yeah. that was the problem that we had, that everyone's interpretation of and again, it's a lack of clarity, I suppose, but everyone's interpretation of the direction was slightly different. Yeah. So creating that vision for us uh, really changed the game. So how much, you know, small business faces a lot, how much time and effort did you go, did you put into working on it rather than in it in terms of thinking about your vision? You mentioned that you were thinking about other systems or you may have tried other, other things. Well, yeah. Now, whilst we're not in the business of naming names, but no, no. Um, how did how did you feel? What was your journey in terms of that experience? Did you spend much time on working on it rather than we in it? We were, as an organisation, a member of a peer group for almost a decade, a number of years, um, and, and through that and other means tried multiple different strategic frameworks and one-page business plans. And yeah. um, Yes, fantastic. It's great to have a strategy, but as small business, you're time poor and the the day-to-day -day takes over and, and implementation becomes almost impossible. So, yeah, it's all well and good to have your, your business plan on one page, but how do you execute it? What's the framework? Yeah, right. So you mentioned that uh, you came across uh, uh, EOS, or Entrepreneurial Operating System. Tell us a bit about how that, that all came about and, and you know, um, if you were to look back in terms of that, what do you think you could tell other small businesses about about your experiences as opposed to maybe a different type of intent? Um, we um, we put a lot of effort in early on to try and self-implement to some degree. Um, yeah. But one thing I'm getting better at as I get older is recognising what I'm bad at. Um, and I'm not the most disciplined person in the world, um, as Dan nods his head at me. Um, so what I try and surround myself with is, is systems and habits, um, and it always helps to have somebody to remind you of yeah. your systems and habits. So, you know, and I've, I go to the gym and I've got a coach, um, so mm. why wouldn't I have a coach 
yeah. so to speak. And, and you know, the word business coach is, is thrown around a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't often believe there's a lot of credibility behind some of it. Um, but someone who helps you implement a system in your business, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, and we wouldn't be where we are right now. Um, just got our financials through for, for the last few years. It's the best year we've ever had. So yeah. coming off the back of that, that's, that's a good story to tell. Yeah, it is. So let's um, track back. So you, EOS self-implemented, you tried to have a go at that. How did you come across EOS? Uh, read Traction. It popped up in a, in a list of um, in books. I think I downloaded it on Audible and yep. listened and went through it and went, that's perfect. That's right. Um, so I'll probably write it down somewhere as a thing to get to in the future. Yes. Um, and at the time, I was still involved in, in a peer group, uh, still heavily focused on strategy, but um, the idea of the peer group was to, to help you with, with execution, but it wasn't really there. Um, and then, of course, uh, met Dan through a, through a mate. Um, and now, obviously, the conversation around traction just sort of came out of nowhere, I think. Um, and you were not an implementer at the time, but now, obviously, just the conversation started around, I think I'm going to become an implementer. I said, well, I think I want to become a client. Um, <laughs> well, that sounds like a match made in heaven, doesn't yeah. it? It's the one time. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of, so let's think about, <clears throat> so a lot of businesses that are, or business owners that will be listening to this won't be that familiar with EOS. Uh, so when you first started your journey, tell us a bit about um, implementation with, with Dan and, and how, how that went in terms of, you know, when, when Dan came in and did the, uh, what we would call the focus day, which is the first day where we give you a few tools to go away and play with. Can you recall what what that was like when 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 you got this uh, new way of doing things and how you felt about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm generally quite a cynical person, and uh, you know, when you start with that whole vision building process, um, a lot of people in small business have tried that yeah. so many times. Yeah. Because we need to have vision. We're told that all the time. We yeah. Need vision and mission. Um, but to to have a structured process where uh, I guess it was it was all. The steps to tease out the right information were all pre-thought of, yeah. and it was it was a, it's a system. So it's not just sit down and navel gaze and try and come up with vision as a process director, and that really helped. Yeah. You know, again, I've got an organisation that is known for a, for an industry that's known for its lack of social skill. Um, <laughs> um, it's the truth, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, we've got sure. great relationships with screens, but quite often not with the, with the person on the other side of them. Um, that said, my organisation is different. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, having Dan in the room, um, I think we're in our second iteration of the leadership team as well. So yeah, when right. we first we went through that vision building exercise and, and, and that um, initial planning, uh, it was a slightly different group and we had some challenges. But obviously over the course of the first sort of 12 months, the, the trust that built in the room and, and I guess that whole square peg round hole process that, that happened as well, right person, right seat. Yes. Um, we managed to, we've ended up with an amazing leadership team that's keeping getting stronger. So had to trust the system and it's, it's proven itself. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to talk about that for a minute. So you mentioned what your challenges were. You've gone through a process with Dan and he comes back quarterly to work with you to make sure things are tracking square on a number of different fronts and introduce new ways of doing things. If you think, we, we spoke earlier about the challenges you had before you started EOS. What are the challenges you're facing now in terms of, now you've implemented a system, it's it's working for you. What what has changed in terms of the challenges you're seeing in your business? Well, the, the key word I suppose is, is clarity. Um, before, 
everyone's got the vibe. Everyone knows why you're here and what yeah. you need to do, but there's no real crystal clarity around yeah. capabilities and, and, and who's who's in what seat um, and, and what the outcome should be. So we've now we've gone through a long period and a somewhat painful period of of determining the right people to be in the business uh, and, and building those accountabilities. Uh, and now we're in the mode of actually clarifying the step below that. And, and it's all about metrics and numbers and outcomes now. So mm. um, it's, a, it's a really nice journey that it's prescribed to, to go down. Yeah. Right right. people and then yeah. next. So you're putting a lot of value in the fact that, you know, what, what, what this does, it gives you the clarity around what you're meant to be achieving and you give, give, you're essentially identifying the right people to, to execute on that. And you mentioned execution a bit earlier, but you also just mentioned before about, you know, a bit of a painful period. Can you tell us a bit about why it was, why it was painful and, and, and how you navigated through that? Oh, we've, um, one thing we do well is I think we create an environment that people want to be in. So our organisation has and has had some really long-term stuff. Um, and sometimes change is accepted and sometimes it's not. Um, and sometimes people just need a change. Yeah. Um, so we've had some challenges with some, some, some team members over the last 18 months um, and, and helping them determine that neither of us are happy. It, it has been a, a tough decision or tough, some tough decisions around there. Um, and there's been some people move on as, as through that. So the team right now is amazing. Yeah. Um, the people that we had previously were also amazing, but just probably not right anymore. Uh, and that's okay. So. Yeah. And in terms of, so EOS has a, an aspect of it where, where they talk about the people analyzer and, you know, you're matching people up to your core values, which you work out. Now, I assume a lot of that work around core values, Dan yeah. took you through that. And, and then in, in terms of, did that sort of process in terms of being clear on your vision, having your core values, and then you're sitting down with people having what a lot of people would call difficult conversations. Was it helpful to have those sort of those tools there available to you, so so you're not having uh, repeating conversations that others might have repeated in their business in terms of just oh well you know it's not it's not right it's not it's not you it's not me it's us you know <laughs> the, the the people analyzer is probably I think so many may have just fallen down the stairs. <laughs> the people in our organisation is probably the best tool that we've had to implement that's brought the most change. Yeah. Um. So having that. Quarterly analysis on you know core values alignment, get it one capacity to do it. Yeah. It's given us the tools to have the right conversations yeah, yeah. Um, that are fact based and not just subjective conversations yeah. that most managers have about how they feel. Somebody's yeah, yeah. This is definitively how a group has has, yeah. has gauged your yeah your your traction in the last ninety days. So Dan, do you want to tell us a bit about the people analyzer? So people who are listening can understand a bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. So Neologic are a, a great example, actually. Um, as Chris is speaking, I'm, I'm going back through all the, the uh, quarterlies and sessions that we've had, annuals. And so people analyze, uh, once we establish your core values as the organization, you uh, agree on what they are and they're based on the leadership team, uh, around the theory that as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the business. So once we know what our core values are, we, we establish what we call the bar, what are the non-negotiables in, in those values. And then EOS gives us a process to uh, adjudge whether in, in a, the 90-day period, whether a team member has exhibited those values most of the time, some of the time, or hasn't just demonstrated those values most of the time. 
it's uh, it seems at first, I always ask for a bit of trust when we first start the process, <laughs> it, it kind of feels like it's a little bit clunky or a little bit cold perhaps, um, but it soon becomes a really powerful tool to establish the leadership team's um, view on alignment with the core values and starting with the leadership team, which is potentially the most difficult. Yeah. We have to buy in there. Yeah, and so once we've got that and we, we keep a regular eye on that, and it's not a it's not a catastrophe if someone doesn't align with your values. It's not we don't pull the lever and they disappear, disappear through the floor. Um, we have something to have a Really? No, well, not, not the way I implement it. Oh, okay. Sorry. So that so, red button I just had installed in my office, I should get rid of that? Yeah. 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 Maybe use it or something else. <laughs> so, yeah, it gives us something to have a conversation with people yeah, about sure. that is removed from, from the people. Yeah. It's great. So, if you, Dan, if I just take you back a couple of steps as well. Um, so, you, you've been working with EvoLogic for how long now? Uh, two and a half years. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And if you think before they started this process to where they are now, what, what do you think the changes have been in terms of, of how they operate? Well, it's quite interesting. Chris has, uh, has, has nailed it pretty well. And it's when, when you go back to the start of the process, you, I often like to point out, it's not necessarily scripted, I like to point out that the people sitting here in the leadership team may not be the same yeah. leadership team, you know, a year into this journey. That's right. And, you know, it's, it hasn't necessarily been about the quality of the people. It's been about having the right people for the logic. And so we, the level of trust in the leadership team is phenomenal now and uh, people have to get used to speaking up and having those conversations. We ask people to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and to be open and honest. And we've had we've had some great moments, uh, we've had some tears, but it's all been for the betterment of the business. And EvoLogic now is in, in a place where the quarterly is actually, not that I like to admit it, we could probably wrap up about 3.34 o'clock most times. Yeah. Uh, I still get paid in full, um, but <laughs> right. it's it's a good indication of the health of the team. They yeah. know the process, they're bought into it, and then when we look at the people analyzing result, you know we're seeing lots of lots of pluses there, and it's it's a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. So Chris, just to come back to you because it is all about you today, just so you know. Just today. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a life? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so you know, um, it's. You mentioned earlier about you know it's best year you've ever had, um, and and there's you know how much of that would you say is about just because you're better organised in terms of what you're meant to be doing, who's doing what, everyone's clear on that, as opposed to we've just landed a big climb and it just so happens to align with with what we're doing outside of, of that. Well, I mean, it comes back to that clarity conversation um, yeah. and having everybody understanding. I guess what good looks like in the organisation. Yeah. Um, the the challenge I think in, in a lot of small businesses is you're trying to do more and you're continually trying to do more with with, with fewer resources because margins are smaller. Um, and what we're we're in the position now where there's been an understanding and a recognition, and I suppose I'm trying to push this message out in the organisation as much as possible. You know, it's, we're all told to work smarter, not yeah. harder. Yeah. Um, but nobody tells you that. To enable you to work smarter, you've actually got to slow down. Um, so slowing down, getting clear on where you're going and what your actually the outcomes are, that enables you to work smarter yeah. and then work faster. So yeah. over the course of last year, particularly with a, with a high touch 
service delivery business and we are yeah. we are customer service we just deliver technical solutions under that customer service so trying to create a level of efficiency in that in that type of business is really challenging um and and but having everybody clear on the scope and what the outcomes and and, and understanding the values and what we hear it's enable us to just to do more with less yes yeah. that's, that's working in our favor that's fantastic now this is almost the final question if you like but um that's one that's sometimes really difficult to answer. So outside of EOS, there's lots of businesses out there and there'll be people listening to this. If they could take one thing away from, from this podcast outside of, you know, hey, implement EOS, what's the best piece of advice you can give other business owners, irrespective of the industry they're in? Mm. Um, I don't keep harping on the same word, but it's clarity. It's slow, yeah. slow down and, and take stock of your current situation uh, and and to enable you to work smarter you've got to slow down you've got to you know we, we talk about clarity breaks in the os and yeah. that is one of the most important things ever is to just disappear with a pad and, and just get it out of your head otherwise it's too much clutter to move forward yeah yeah it's really important for to understand that you know that slow down bit and you mentioned earlier about um uh for the listener's point of view that the level 10 meetings I just want to explain what, what they are. So it's a, it's a structured meeting that I think each of our accountability teams or our, our business units runs a series of L10s every week. Yeah. Um, and the goal is to stay on point, to stay on yeah. agenda, and then everybody at the end of the meeting rates it out of 10. So yeah. um, we're obviously aiming for a 10 out of 10 every yep. meeting, which means everybody's got full value out of that meeting. So that in itself... Yeah, the fact that we've got more meetings actually means we're more efficient than actually having less meetings that are less efficient. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, Chris, thanks very much for coming on Gripping Business Tales. It's been great to hear your story and uh, hear an Australian story uh, about EOS because they, you know, we hope to uh, get more stories out about how EOS is operating here in Australia and what it can do for businesses. And Dan, thanks for being here. It's been Thank a pleasure. You, and I'm sure um, we'll be watching with interest to see what happens to Evo Logic over the next few years. And just one more plug, Chris. What, where can, how can we contact you if we need to to get in touch with Evo Logic? www.evologic.com.au. One three hundred double eight seven double seven eight. Great. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mark. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Gripping Business Tales Australia completed. I hope you've taken some valuable tips away with you today. If you would like to access any of the tools or materials discussed, please go to the episode notes on your podcast provider. If you'd like to explore EOS further, feel free to contact me at www.grip6.com.au to organise your free 90-minute meeting to see whether together we can get what you want out of your business.